one casualty is one too many. Every life is precious. We're preserving and protecting lives like nothing we've ever seen before. But now we have to apply those lessons to our loved ones and to ourselves in these, in these desperately, astoundingly violent times. The wheels are coming off the butts and people don't even realize it. The FBI, every year they report the murder rate and it's a lie because it underrepresents a problem. But what do you understand? The vast, vast majority of gunshot wounds, the vast majority of knife wounds, we can save them. Nikki and I are gonna show you two things that will prevent the vast majority of loss of life from gunshot wounds or knife wounds. Be the helper and not the helpless. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to Cyberman Podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou. And this is the first. We're having a guest back. Not just back, but back for the second week in a row. How cool is that? How cool is that? Colonel Dave Grossman, welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm so honored to be back on board with you and your great listeners. And, uh, you know, Nikki, both of us, I just tell you, listeners here, you know, uh, we got kind of fired up last time. Uh, things are crazy bad. Things are, the wheels are coming off the bus and people don't even realize it. You know, uh, uh, the murder rate is being held down by medical technology. The number of dead people completely misrepresents the situation. It's much, much worse than it looks. Uh, yeah. People get that in one sentence. You know, medical technology saving lives, the number of dead people underrepresent the problem. People get that in one sentence. But do you really understand what that means? That means a whole field of criminal justice, a whole field of criminal science is basically lying to us. Year after year, they give us a murder rate as a reflection of the problem. And it's a lie. And I beat up the FBI. I, I work with them. I beat them up every time. They said, you know, we're not making those kind of decisions at our level, Dave. You're right. Nobody can deny it, you know. But, uh, you know, the FBI, every year they report the murder rate. And it's a lie because it underrepresents a problem. Today, everybody has a tourniquet. We'll talk about tourniquets in a minute. Uh, somebody slaps on a tourniquet, saves a crime victim's life. We prevented a murder. So uh, uh, Nikki and I are going to show you two things that will prevent the vast majority of loss of life from gunshot wounds or knife wounds. Just two things, tourniquets and packing the wound. And two items you can carry with you. Everybody, everybody's carrying these now, EMS, fire. But what would you understand? The vast, vast majority of gunshot wounds, the vast majority of knife wounds, we can save them with clear clot and tourniquets. So the number of dead people underrepresent the problem. Imagine somebody said, your grandpa made 25 cents an hour. You make $25 an hour. You're a hundred times better off than your grandpa. But where's the lie? We all understand about inflation. When somebody says, yeah, murder rate exploded in 2020, like nothing we've ever seen before, but it's still not quite as bad as the 1960s. Ah, catch your BS meter going off. Because comparing murders between now and the 1960s completely breaks down. Tourniquets alone have cut the murder rate in half in just the last year. So or in the, just the last decade. So things are crazy bad, folks. And, 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 and not only that, but then in uh, 
the Ferguson effect and, and the brilliant Heather McDonald in her book, uh, The War on Cops, uh, required reading for everybody to understand just how bad it is. But Heather even doesn't quite have that thing about medical technology holding down the murder rate. But Heather talked about the Ferguson effect. 2015, 2016, homicides exploded like nothing we've ever seen before. But then in 2020, she has what she calls the Minneapolis effect, the George Floyd riots. And in 2020, homicides jumped up almost three times worse annual increase than we've ever seen. But if you allow for medical technology, it's actually orders of magnitude worse than that. Uh, we've never seen anything like it and people don't even know I, I trained the american sheriff's association they never even heard about it this is crazy if this is the you know the the, the stock market we hear about it every day interest rates or inflation rates we'd be hearing about it you know uh, uh you know once a week once a month year after year homicides explode like nothing we've ever seen we don't even hear about it and fundamental things like you know inflation or deflation and the nervous we don't even know about it. So guys, it's bad, it's scary bad. The wheels are coming off the bus and it's gonna get worse. So two things that Nick and I wanna give you today, the individual first aid kit, the IFAC, and the two critical vitamins. I'm a guy that just tries to break everything down to their basics. Just, just simple things, I'm a simple guy, I got a lot of balls in the air, I got books rolling, I got presentations, I got training, I got travel, uh, and, and I just gotta keep it simple. And, uh, and so two things I want to show you. First is the tourniquet. And the tourniquet I recommend, go to Amazon and order a dozen of them. They're the SWAT T, S-W-A-T-T. Just go to Amazon, look up SWAT T tourniquet. Now, most of the tourniquets out there, um, you've got to practice with it. And once you use it once or twice, you can't use it anymore. So it's fine for the guy that's, you know, part of a medical training program and he can practice with the with the tourniquet and the windlass. But for guys like me and you, uh, the thing about the SWAT T is you just over and over and over again. The more you use it, the better it gets because you're getting practice at it. All it is is a big stretchy bandage. Now it's got some great writing on it, it says, you know, stretch this much. But the truth is when, when I'm bleeding out, and I demonstrate this to my audiences all the time, I'm bleeding out. Uh, and, and the thing about a tourniquet is keep it high and tight. Put it as high as you can, as tight as you can. If it's not hurting, it's not doing its job. But the, the SWAT T, here it goes. That fast, you shut down the arm. And it hurts. And it's totally shut down. Now, the thing about the old tourniquets was they would cause constricting damage. This one spreads it wide, so you're not getting that constricting damage. Now, I did it sloppy and fast. Uh, you can spend just a little more time. And, and what I do is when I fold it, I Z-fold it. I'm, what I do is I, I, I like to, um, and I put it away like this, and it's in this little case like this. I fold it in half, fold it in half again, fold it in half again, fold it in half again, and then you got those little edges sticking out there. And all you wanna do is grab one of those edges, put it in your teeth, Boom. So now I'm going to back up, and I'm going to, and then you, when you're done with it, you tuck it under here, which is uh, no big deal. And, and uh, this is the hard part, getting it on, and then and then tucking under is is gravy. But then uh, let me show you real quickly the thigh. 
Because once again, you use your teeth, use two hands, and it, it's a lot easier if you've gone ahead and gotten it folded up first. And uh, you fold it, fold it, fold it. Then you got your edge right here, and it works like this. And that fast, you totally shut down the thigh. And again, you, they, they, they used to use like little surgical tubing and, and pieces of rope, and it would cause constricting damage. And these things, you can hold a modern tourniquet on, you can keep it on for, for, for six hours, as some of the medical guys tell us, plenty of time to get the emergency room. And uh, there's a couple other things about the SWAT T though. And in a minute, we're gonna show you about packing the wound. I'm gonna pull out my, uh, my little piece of combat gauze that I've been carrying for a long time. I'm gonna pull the combat gauze, I'm gonna pack the wound. But here's the situation. Whether you're bleeding out from the extremity, whether you're bleeding out from the body core, yeah. you, you stop the bleed, that's first priority, stop the bleed. Uh, stop the red stuff from coming out. And if you carry things and put holes in people, you should carry something that plugs the holes, right? Basic fundamentals. Agreed. Well, say that you, you bled out a lot, you or somebody else has plugged it, or you plugged the hole in somebody else, but they've lost a lot of blood. Now we used to say, you know, if the face is pale, lift his tail. What do you do that? That's so the blood can run easily from the legs to the body core. But there's something else, and I think this is super cool. Uh, they call this a self-transfusion. Now, in, in, the, in the, the ambulance, a lot of times, they have a set of trousers, and they'll pull these trousers on, and they'll Velcro them up, and then they'll pump them up. It applies pressure across the calves and the thighs and pushes the blood from the calves and the thighs up into the body core where you need it to survive. So you're right on the edge of survival right now. You're, you're, uh, you're, you know, you plug the wound, you've done whatever you want to, and these things are so cheap. They're a third the weight, a third the size, a third the cost. Go to Amazon, drop one in every jacket pocket, drop one in every glove compartment, drop one in your range bag. I mean, we've got them everywhere around our house. But now uh, you, you plug the hole. Now what you got is a problem of incredibly low blood pressure, not enough blood in there. So what you do is you use this thing for what's called a self-transfusion. And here you do it, do it gently and, and carefully and you're, you're in the process, and I can feel it working. You're in the process taking all the blood from the calf, and in this case, part of the thigh, and you're, you're pushing it into the body core, which is brilliant. And it's a good reason to carry a couple of these around. Uh, it also works after we pack the wound, well, as long as we're talking about the SWAT T. Yeah. After you, you, you got a hole and it's bleeding, and you pack the gauze in there, then what you do is you use the SWAT T to hold it in place and to compress it into place. Right. And, uh, and that's, that's a valuable piece of equipment. The SWAT T is just so multi-purpose, multi-value, uh, allows you to do so many things with it. But let's talk now, you don't have, a, you don't have something coming out from the extremities. Yeah. You got something coming out from the body core now. And what you need to do now is pack the wound. Now there's people out there
in the inner cities doing this every day. There's EMS and fire that are responding to shootings every day. They're packing the wound, they're slapping on tourniquets and the, the EMS and fire guys, they generally don't carry the SWAT team. Now they, they'll tell you, yeah, it's good. It's, it's almost as good, it's pretty good. It gets the job done. The thing of it is, it's so cheap, it's so easy to carry on and so intuitive in its use. When you get some of the other tourniquets, you got to put it on and attach it and strap it and run it. And, 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 and after you, you, after you practiced a couple of times, you can't use it anymore. The SWAT T uses it over and over and over again, but let's Why go to combat that? guys. Why you is that, that you can't use it after a couple of times? Explain that. That's just what the experts tell us. Uh, you've stretched out the material. You've, uh, You've, you've used up the windlass, a lot of a lot of a, a lot of mechanical tension on the windlass on on most of those tourniquets. They're not made to be used over and over again. They're they're a one shot tool, like a band aid. You know, you can't use a band aid more than once. You can use the SWAT T over and over again. But let's talk. And, and great question. If you got any other questions, please throw them in there. Absolutely. This is just Grossman's too. And let's let's talk about packing the wound, whether it's a knife wound or a bullet wound, you got a hole in your body and blood is coming out. Now, if a little blood is coming out, they tell us, don't worry about it. You know, just don't create any more trauma. Uh, wait for the ambulance, wait for help. If you got to walk out, then then, hold, then then walk on out of wherever you're at. But if a lot of blood starts coming out, then you got a problem. And, and uh, the body can lose up to a half a gallon of blood without losing hydraulics. Wow. Uh, we say in the book combat, take a, take a two liter or a half a gallon jug of strawberry milk, pour it on the concrete range. Glug, 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 oh, that's a oh. huge, that's a huge puddle. That's yeah. how much blood you lose and not lose hydraulics. So don't panic when the red stuff starts coming out, but, but let's plug it up as fast as we can. You have and to, so right? when you, yeah, so when it comes to, and I'm going to break open this combat gauze that I've had, I've been carrying around for years. I went to Amazon, ordered a few more, but you, you strip open the combat gauze and you break it out. And it's just what it says is a great big piece of, of, of gauze. And, and what, they, what they tell us to do, and, and I, I went out some great training in Florida yeah. and they had this piece of gelatin shaped like a human torso. And we shot holes in this gelatin with various calibers of weapons, and then we, we pack the wound. Yep. And what they recommend is you got this hole in you, and now what you're gonna do is you're gonna shove that gauze in there, and they talk about using two thumbs and shove it in tight and shove it in hard. And you shove that gauze in there. And again, if, if it's not hurting, it's probably not doing its job, but you're shoving that gauze into that, that hole. You got the two thumb method and you shove it in hard, until it's completely packed full. And then you can take the extremity and wrap it on around if you want uh, and, and hold it in tight with that. But this particular gauze has got quick clot in it. And, and that's really important. And, and it, it's got a, 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 a biological ingredient that will go into the wound and clot the wound far, far faster. The, the technology has gone leaps and bounds. It'll, it'll stop the bleeding that wound far faster than just the gauze by itself. There's a powder, a quick clot you can pour in. There's gauze you can pump in. 
When you combine the two, the quick clot on the gauze, boom, it's the best of all worlds. Two things. Number one, stop the bleed. Whether it's from an extremity or from a body core, your first priority for survival is stop the red stuff from coming out. If it's extremities, slap on a tourniquet, high and tight, high and tight. If it's not hurting, it's not doing its job. Uh, and with the SWAT T, you know, it doesn't have to be real pretty and, and everything else, but uh, but it's got to go on fast, got to go on hard. Just sock that baby down, wrap it around, sock it down, wrap it around. If it's a body core, you got to be prepared to pack the wound. And having the combat gauze, I just ordered some new ones from Amazon to replace the, this one that I'm using up here. Uh, it's still reasonably usable. I'm going to fold it back up and put it back away. And in an emergency situation, we can go ahead and put it back to work. For sure. But uh, it, it's far better than just the gauze. And, and the, the major loss of life uh, uh, in a gunfight, uh, and the major loss of life in combat is bleeding out from the extremities and bleeding out from the body core. If you can plug the hole in the body core that's packing the wound with, with gauze, if you can stop the bleeding from the extremity, you have gone leaps and bounds beyond what the best medic in World War II was able to do. You had leaps and bounds beyond what the best field medic in Vietnam was able to do. Wow. Because you got the technology of the quick clot, you got the technology of the tourniquet. And, and the, the crazy thing about tourniquets, for, for, for a century, the docs told us, oh, tourniquets are bad. You know, use the tourniquet, you know, lose the limb. Not true anymore. You know, uh, uh, just, you know, this whole business of how bad tourniquets were, it's all not true because the material they were using was so constricting and it did damage to the body. These new tourniquets are wider. You know, you, you get the uh, the cat T, it's it's a half an inch, three quarters of an inch wide. Well, the SWAT T is, is even wider than that, especially when we put multiple wraps around it. And, uh, and just those two ingredients, technological ingredients and why the tourniquet should be technology. It just took us a while to wrap our mind around it, I guess. And of course, the, the quick lot is amazing modern technology. The combination of those two. And, and how much room does this take? I mean, I mean, you saw just a little pack that size and the SWAT T is similar. I, I, I keep one in my briefcase. I keep one in my vest when I travel. I've got a, a, a first aid pocket in my vest with the SWAT T and the, and the, uh, and the, the quick clot and a couple other boo-boos and now you put stuff in there. Just my, my IFAC is in one, one of the, I've got a, a concealed carry vest, uh, but instead of the, you know, I'm traveling on planes all the time, instead of a gun, I've got my Kindle and my sleep mask in one concealed carry pocket and the other concealed carry pocket has got my, my tourniquet, my quick clot and my band-aids and, uh, and, and wet wipes, you know, and so, uh, uh, Modern technology comes to the rescue. Bad things are happening. People are going to put holes in your body. People are going to put holes in your loved one's bodies. And you've got to be able to stop the bleed. And that comes down to tourniquets and packing the wound. Uh, and in our case, the one that we recommend, and I recommend highly, simple, simple solution. Keep it simple, stupid, the KISS principle. Uh, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. That's I just that's my motto throughout life. And uh, uh, you combine the SWAT T with the with the uh, quick lot, and and you you've gone leaps and bounds beyond 
what the best field medic was able to do in Vietnam. You know, I was in the army all those years and we had these little field dressings. We're going to put this, this bandaid on it and strap it around tight. <laughs> We've gone so far beyond that now that it, it's just amazing. You know, a lot of your listeners out there, a lot of your viewers, you know, the, the show MASH and about yeah. the, 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 the medics, you know, the forward, the mobile uh, hospital yeah. in, uh, in MASH and you, the, 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 the things they were learning on the battlefield in decades to come save lives in America. Well, how much more so with 20 years of the current war, the technology that's been applied. Uh, we've gone into this war uh, with, with believing that every single life is infinitely precious. We don't want to lose a single life. I got a son with nine combat tours. I'm good with that. I got a grandson of the army now. I'm good at that. We're going to this war uh, saying you know, you know, one casualty is one too many. Every life is precious. We're preserving and protecting lives like nothing we've ever seen before. But now we have to apply those lessons to our loved ones and to ourselves in these, in these desperately, astoundingly violent times. Every man listening to this episode needs to pay attention. It's an uncomfortable topic for civilians, but it's a necessary topic. And you've got to understand, violence can be visited upon you and those you love in an instant, whether you want to or not. Your belief that, oh, I live in a civilized city and it's not going to happen here, forget about it. I live in Toronto. Toronto has been one of the safest big cities in the world. In the last three years, not so much. Not so much. You know, and that's a fact. The number of murders here has been climbing. The number of violent assaults has been climbing. One of my son's friends looked at someone on the subway who had a gang of 10 people with him and they beat the crap out of him and sent him to the hospital. That's what happened to a 15, 16 year old kid on the subway in Toronto, which used to be the safest. There's arguments about whether there should be more cops on or not. We've had some woke ass people in charge of the government. And right now the leading candidate for mayor, unfortunately is a hyper woke, hyper progressive person. And it's very sad. And I hope to God she loses because she should lose but we'll see what happens i think that every man should go get themselves at the very least you know the tourniquet that you talk about the quick clot system i've i've ordered that that tourniquet i've ordered two of them i've ordered a bunch more i put together this this little um trauma kit i ordered this from amazon let's take a let's take a look at what's inside of this you know this is just a regular bandage we got over here we got over here another bandage here. We've got a splint, an arm splint. Someone should need that. I've got an Israeli emergency trauma combat bandage, you know, like you you talked about. So there's instructions for use of it over there. There's some, there's a PBT bandage in here. I've got myself a um, combat type tourniquet in here. I don't think this is a cat aversion but you know here you go we got that over here as well we've got the combat shears uh the emergency shears for your ifac um kit and i've got i bought myself um bought myself the quick clot i think i'm gonna buy a few more of these uh as well there's got to be a better price to get them at than amazon because this little thing was 35 bucks canadian on amazon i want to see if i can get them for half that price somewhere you know um i've got a little little kit here of wet wipes and and, and other bandages and things like that 
there's another emergency uh, kind of uh, bandage here as well. I've got uh, a warm little a blanket to keep the person warm, a pair of gloves. What can I tell you, brother? This has been it. This has been it. This is what. Well, let me show you another version of that. Sure. To kind of. Uh, uh, I believe if it's not on your body, it's not going to be there when you need it. So the, the IFAC is good. Put it in your in your car. You know, have it by the house. Have it yeah. in the house ready to go. Yeah. And, and, and we've got that. What do you carry on your body now? This is my go bag. Yeah. Uh, it's a fanny pack. And I, I like this one a lot. It's, uh, it's multi-purpose. Uh, I put my, my cell phone on a container over here. Yeah. Now, it's got it's got my gun in it. A uh, uh, I, I, this is a Glock my my son made for me. The only Glock on the planet with wood grip. to just butt ugly guns. So got right here is my first aid pocket, and right in there is my uh, SWAT T. And there is, you know, the, the combat gauze. Yeah. And we got both of them right there. And this is what I carry on my body all the time. I go to a restaurant, I go anywhere. Uh, this is what's on, on my body. The, uh, the front pouch here, got my wallet, got a flashlight. Now, I, I always carry a knife. This is the Emerson. Yeah. And the Emerson's got self-deployment. This is the Emerson Sheepdog. It's a joint endeavor with me and Ernie Emerson. Right, Whatever right. folder you're carrying has got to have a guard, a Bowie knife, a samurai sword, a K-bar. All true fighting knives have a guard. You think you're going to stab? Go right down that blade. Unless it's got a true 90-degree guard, it's going to stop you on the blade. Yeah. I like the Emerson. I carry a flashlight in, in here. But I also have another flashlight at the fanny pack. Uh, you know, one is none, two is one. And uh, I also carry pepper spray. And uh, there's uh, there's a lot of good causes for for just a little pack of pepper spray in there, uh, and this uh, this this combination of items. Now there's a couple of little side pouches here that I put to use. This one has a critical piece of equipment, little doggy poop bags. When I take my dogs out for a walk, the one thing I need to have is a little little bag to reach down and do the civilized thing and collect the, your dog's poop and and uh, and toss it in the trash can. But this is what I carry with me always. It's on my body always. You carry something to put holes in people. You got a knife, you got a gun. You need to carry something that'll plug the holes. A tourniquet and the quick lot. The fanny pack I carry with me everywhere. Uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm an American. Uh, I, I've got the, the option to go ahead and, uh, and carry, the, uh, carry a gun, and, and, and I do. And uh, uh, you don't always have that option. Uh, but there's things you can carry, have a blade on you, have tourniquet and quick clot, have pepper spray. Uh, it, and um, Nikki's woman is an amazing lady. I had the honor of meet her recently, Teresa. Uh, I, I told her and Nikki, she's, uh, she's living proof of something that, that I've seen. And, and if you'll look for this, you'll all see this. It's, uh, it's God's great balancing act. It's a yin and yang of the universe where... Where, where ugly men get beautiful women. You see that all the time. And and and, and Nikki's ugly, and Teresa's beautiful. I don't so, know. I think I'm handsome, but what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Well, in the army, you say in our business, you know, you're ugly, and in our business, ugly is good. You know. Yeah, you but go. Teresa and I are working on a book. We're in the early stage of the book, and uh, and Nikki, I told Nikki's story, and he came up with the title for the book. It's uh, it's uh, eat dessert first, and carry a gun, because life is uncertain. And it's a way of the warrior woman, and it's this this uh, this path of options that you can take. Now, are you going to be helpless or are you going to be the helper is what we're talking about in the book. And the helpless is the one who screams and runs and, and gets PTSD because they're, they're one of the ingredients of PTSD is horror helplessness. If, if you know what to do, you don't have that overwhelming horror. If you know what to do, you don't have that helplessness. And, and the first step is making sure that your car doors are locked, making sure maybe carrying pepper spray if it's legal and lawful for you to do. Uh, carry a tourniquet and have practice putting it on a couple of times. Put it on yourself. You know, like I said, I, I kind of, I kind of fold it, fold it, fold it. So there's an end out always. Put it in your teeth. Wrap it around your arm. Sock it down. Tuck it under. Use two hands. Put it in your teeth. Use two hands. Wrap it around your leg. Practice with it a couple of times. Uh, carry the combat gauze and uh, and think about packing it into the wound hard with your hands. You got to pack it into the wound. But just those those simple things, carrying a tourniquet and knowing how to use it, carrying the combat gauze and, and knowing how to use it, you have gone from helpless to helper. You have gone from somebody who helplessly watches somebody die, maybe a loved one die, to the one who's going to leap on and stop the bleed and save that life. Uh, you know, doctors and EMS, uh, they see terrible things every day. And they almost never get PTSD because they are totally invested in being a helper. So there is no, no, no horror they prepared for. It. There's no helplessness they prepared for. it. And so take a page out of their book. Be the helper and not the helpless. Carry these tools around with you. Have them on your body uh, if, if, if possible all the time. You know, if you don't carry a gun, <laughs> the fanny pack is really a lot lighter and a lot easier to carry. Carrying a gun is just a pain in the ass. You know, after the first month, it stops being cool. Year after year after year, you keep carrying a gun. Uh, it, it's because you, you've got the warrior spirit, because you've got the sheepdog spirit. You're, you're the sheepdog and not the sheep. But if, if you're not carrying a gun, then, then the fanny pack really is ideal for you to have that tourniquet, have that quick clot, have that that uh, that that pepper spray if it's legal and appropriate, uh, carry those those and have that flashlight with you. And those are very small number of things you put in a very small fanny pack. Have with you all the time. And people think fanny packs aren't cool. Well, 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 screw you. I'm not a very cool guy. I I don't worry what the woke people think. I don't worry what the fashion police think. Uh, I wear what I want to wear. I carry what I want to carry. And I carry this fanny pack everywhere, and if, if and and you know it's just it's just who I am. It's what I do, and and I've never gotten any grief from anybody about it. Uh, in America, my wife says, "Well, it screams that you're carrying a gun." Well, you know, it, it's not quite that obvious, but uh, if so, then then that's okay. Uh, we talk in America. One of the things is the open carry movement. And people, you know, openly carry their guns. And I, I like that. We got to get used to seeing people with guns. But for me, the open carry guy is my decoy. And the bad guy is going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot the bad guy and appreciate him doing that for me. My advice is don't be the decoy. Now, I've had open carry people tell me, 
I know I'm the decoy. I am willingly doing that. I respect that. Good for you. But me never willingly surrender the incredible tactical advantage of surprise. Don't be the decoy. Keep that gun in a fanny pack. Uh, uh, you know, keep that gun in the belt, uh, you know, and untuck that shirt. I tell my cops, you know, we're training right now. You got the gun and the badge out. That's fine. If you're not wearing a uniform, when you go out to lunch, untuck that shirt. Never willingly surrender the incredible advantage of surprise. But make that move that Teresa and I will be talking about in our book, uh, you know, eat dessert first and carry a gun because life is uncertain. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to be talking about that movement from helpless to helper. And it really begins by carrying a tourniquet and carrying quick lot and being prepared to plug that hole uh, in yourself or your loved ones or, or anybody you'd have to run into that moment of truth. Uh, it, it really is a path of, this, of the helper and it's a path that prevents PTSD because there is no helplessness and horror. You know what to do, you're prepared for that moment. In 2023, dear man, uh, you need to take full ownership. You know, we call our podcast the Sovereign Man Podcast. We call our movement the Sovereign Man Movement. And what does that mean? That means that you have sovereignty over yourself, right? You are someone who is mentally sovereign. That means you think for yourself. You're financially sovereign. You can pay your own bills. You're physically sovereign. That means you can take care of yourself physically. Right. You're emotionally sovereign. That means you don't you're not a needy little bitch. Right. And you're spiritually sovereign in that you have a relationship with your creator and uh, you understand that you are his humble creation. Uh, and if you have all those, you're going to win. And to be sovereign, one of the aspects of being sovereign is you got to be able to take care of yourself. It's part of being physically sovereign. You got to learn how, 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 how to engage in uh, fisticuffs if need be. You got to learn how to use a weapon if need be, and you got to learn how to save a life if need be. And in this day and age, hey, pray that it doesn't happen, but be prepared for it to happen. You know, pray for the best and prepare for the worst. That's how you win in right. life. And if you're a man, that's a man's job, you know, that's a man's job. He's got to provide for his family. He's got to protect his family and he's got to be the leader. He's got to preside in his family those are the three aspects that make a man a man you know and to me you know, that's uh, why right. I want to have this conversation with you because for me i want to learn i want to be better at this i'm somebody who hasn't paid attention to this sort of thing and at the age of 55 i'm starting to learn about certain man skills that i should have learned at the age of 15 but hey better late than never You know, Robert A. Heinlein, I grew up reading Heinlein stuff. Love I him. love his stuff. But he, he said, specialization is for insects. He said, a, a, a man should be a master of a wide variety of fields. Uh, uh, he said, you should know how to change a tire and change a diaper. Yeah. You should know how to put a hole in a body and how to plug a hole in a body. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm paraphrasing Heinlein. I can't remember the full quote right now, but specialization is for insects. You know what? Uh, We've got to be capable of Renaissance man is somebody who's capable of wide variety of, of, of skills, you know, change a diaper and change a tire, put a hole in a body and plug a hole in a body. Uh, that's what we're talking about today is, 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 is being that sovereign man 
I, I am sovereign. I am supreme. I am the ruler of my life. I, I don't give my health to someone else. I don't give my well-being to someone else. I accept responsibility for my family, for my home. Uh, I, I am the sovereign. In America, we have what's called the castle doctrine. And state after state is writing the castle doctrine. You are a sovereign in your home, in your castle. And somebody comes in your castle and you kill them. Uh, you have uh, you have uh, uh, you have not violated the law. Castle doctrine has become uh, uh, in increasingly so across America, and that's that sovereignty written into the law. Uh, and biologically, something to understand here. Uh, biologically, it is very very hard to get people to take a human life. I, I wrote about my book on killing. Yeah. Uh, half million copies sold worldwide in English, translated in eight languages now. Uh, Google Scholars has been cited over 3,400 times in scholarly works. But the crazy thing is how amazingly rare homicide is. Oh, look, look at that terrible murder. That proves a man is a killer. No, that, that's an outlier. That's one in a million. America is a nation of a third of a billion people. That one terrible murder you heard about is one in a third of a billion. You explain to me that 99.99% of our citizens will go a lifetime, never kill anybody or even seriously attempt to explain that. Divorce, infidelity, layoff, traffic accidents. In a lifetime of provocation, less than one in a thousand citizens will even seriously attempt to take a life. That's what I call killology, the factors that enable and restrain killing in society. And those factors are coming unglued across our civilization, but it's still incredibly rare. Most people are just not wired for violence, with one exception. Mama bear protecting her cubs, most violent thing on the planet. And, uh, and, and when they walk in your home, when they come in your den, when they come into your turf, Everything changes. That's why, and this is the truth, that's why the lion tamer is in the cage before the lion. If it did it the other way around, you'd be paying to see an entirely different kind of show. So when they come to your turf, when they come to your home, when they've violated your territory, boom, everything changes psychologically and biologically. And we see this in the news in America every day where homeowners use deadly force to protect themselves. In nations like England, uh, uh, people breaking into homes are very common. What do I have to fear? I kick down your door, I come in the home, I'm a big tough guy with a couple of big tough guys with me. What are you going to do? Because nobody has a gun. In England, uh, you know, this kind of housebreaking is, is common. And in America, the, the, the criminal tries very, very hard to make sure there's nobody in the house before they break in uh, because they know they're armed and they know that they're going to shoot them and they, they don't like that. And, and, and so recognize this biological dynamic where there's just a baseball bat protecting your family and your home. Uh, it, recognize that, that dynamic. And, uh, and I'd like to share something with you. There's your baseball bat, and, and, you know. Hey, all right, I'll show you something cool. All right, you got your baseball bat. Here's, here's my baseball bat. Here, here it is. This is uh, this is uh, to Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman nice. in March at Louisville Slugger. I got my own nice engraved Louisville Slugger. Good for you. This is a uh, 
this puppy is um this puppy is a um is a brooklyn basher it's a cold steel brooklyn basher this is not oh. made of wood this is like uh like really heavy dense uh oh, you plastic supposed to be unbreakable um yeah one swack of, of this not even really hard will will you know crush joints and break bones crazy stuff and you know that, that guy breaks a window reaches and open the window bam hammer that hand and it's all over uh but that's a weapon and and these weapons up on the wall are all gifts that were given to me at one time or another but i've got a thing here and it's available on our website grossmanontruth.com grossmanontruth.com you can order one of these it's about the giving of a weapon it says this giving someone a weapon implies your trust in the maturity and responsible behavior of the recipient it speaks of your desire for their safety and well-being it communicates your mutual aspiration to make the world a better and safer place by putting this tool in the hands of a virtuous and trustworthy person but remember in the end you are the weapon everything else is just a tool yes. so uh it, 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 go out and claim sovereignty of your life. It, it could begin with a baseball bat and a tourniquet. Uh, you know, make sure that your home is a safe place and that when bad things happen, you're able to, to, to plug those holes and, uh, and to stop that precious red stuff from coming out from yourself and your loved ones. Amen, man. Amen. This has been a great, great conversation. I've learned a ton. And anyone who's listening to this show, here's what I want to say to you. Listen to the show, not once, not twice, but three times. Take detailed notes. Go out there and order the products that Colonel Grossman's talking about. Um, a SWAT tea tourniquet, you know, quick clot, uh, combat gauze. You can have that with you all the time. Get yourself a knife, a folding knife. Uh, get yourself uh, a flashlight. Get yourself a gun if you're in a place where you can carry a gun legally. Get yourself pepper spray, bear spray. Get yourself a good fanny pack and get all of these inside of that. I'm going to buy more tourniquets. I think uh, you've convinced me that buying two wasn't enough. Um, so it, it's it's a sobering time. And having this conversation with you uh, is one that wakes up some anxiety in me. And yet, there's a sense of calmness as well because I know that I'm facing this and the fear around this squarely in the eye and I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. And that's all that's I got to do. And I want every other man on the planet to be ready. We created sovereign men to exhort men to be sovereign. And if you, if you're not part of a proper brotherhood of men right now, Come check out what we do with Sovereign Man. We offer a complimentary meeting to any man who wants to come and check out uh, our our work, what we're all about. You can come to a meeting for free. It's available on Zoom twice a month. Let me know that you're interested, and I'll send you a link to register for one of our upcoming meetings. Colonel Grossman, Dave, brother, God bless you. Thanks so much for being here today and okay. having this important conversation with me. I got a ton out of it. Bro. Hoo-ha! Catch you on the flip side.
Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.